Hey there, it's the Center Show. Man, I think I'm losing my voice. I, I'm, it almost cracked. I'm like, hi there, guys. You know, it's very strange. <laughs> I'm Chris. I have Joe. And I got Paul. And I think we're losing Joe. Joe Joe's like falling asleep here. Your eyes are shut. Listen, yeah, and you're an hour earlier than us. It's a yes. long blink. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's a long blink. Wow. Yeah. I'm just blinking it's very you're, long. You're thinking. Yeah, it's my thinking face. Okay. Think, think. <laughs> well, there's a lot to think about. Um, we back the Pittsburgh Steelers. We podcast about the Pittsburgh Steelers. But even though the Steelers weren't in the Super Bowl, hey, we were interested. We have things to say. And, you know, this being the Accenture show, yeah, we'll talk about the game and everything. But we got to make fun of it. Um, I don't know. The Bengals were in it, which still sounds weird saying. I feel like I totally – Misunderstood the Super Bowl. Like, can you imagine most years going into years saying, What would it be like if we were like, the, Yeah, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl? It, it almost sounds like I'm saying something wrong. You know what I mean? I, it, it still feels weird saying the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, but I guess they were. They, I think they, you're going to have to get used to it. Oh, yeah. so you think, what, they're going to go like 12 straight times? It's going to be like Bengals dominance? I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are going to be a, a hookup for a while, and it's going to be it's yeah. going to be hard to get away from that for a while. I, I, I think, think I think they're going to be a decent team, but you know we make this mistake every year where like the Rams, okay, you know the great show on turf, you know they they go they win the Super Bowl and you're like holy cow, Kurt Warner and you know Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk. They're going to control the NFL. And I made that I, – I said that, and they didn't go back, you know. NFL's a funny, fickle place, man. Um, yeah, I'm they, fine they if they don't, kind of, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> right. You did kind of have to jump in the way back machine, what, 20 years for that reference. I mean, the, the Chiefs are kind of perpetually on the brink of the Super Bowl. Um, so I don't think it's like – I don't think it's going to be an anomaly if the Bengals are showing up at the AFC Championship game for a couple of years. Yeah, well, I think that. Well, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is getting back to the Super Bowl, or like like you look at the Rams. Now the Rams are an older team. I don't think a lot of people are saying, "Man, the Rams are going to win," because the Rams got a lot of older players. I mean, the Rams have got guys mm-hmm. that already have said, "Hey, we're going to retire." And, you know, there's more guys that may retire. I mean, heck, Sean McVay's in his mid-30s, which is like a baby for an NFL coach. I'm seeing reports. He's kind of like one of those really hard-driven guys that burns out easily. Um, he said today uh, during the Rams rally that he'll come back. But there are some talks saying Sean McVay may not come back just because of, you know, you're like, oh, man, I got there. You know, what else is there to do? So it's hard to say. I mean, I think Ask the- Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he never seems to go away, though. Yeah, but he also <laughs> never stuck. seems to be like a Super Bowl champion. Like, hey, we won the Super Bowl. Okay, we're starting the off season. I'll see you at the draft day. Like, right? What? Yes. Bro, you just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, we did. It was a good game. Things went well for us today. Things went well for us today, and we'll uh, yeah. we'll we'll get to work tomorrow on uh, repeating <laughs> next season. Oh, okay. Thanks, well, Mr. Chipper. Bill Belichick <laughs> actually had his talking at work this week 
Um, it's Excedrin Show, so we can talk about Road briefly. Um, you know where he That's, was at? No, first. it's the Excedrin Show. We'll talk about nothing briefly. Well, I mean, we'll talk about anything. <laughs> I mean, yes, we can talk about anything, but well, well, let's put it this way: behind the steel curtain, I've got to self-edit myself. But half the topics we're going to be talking about Which is uh, terrifying that that is right. you editing yourself. Wow, right, right. Well, <laughs> well, it's quite good, but usually I don't edit myself at all. But know. you know, we were talking. Bill Bilicek was at Mar-a-Lago over the weekend. Uh, it was Bill yeah. Bilicek. Urban Meyer and uh, the uh, old former president Donald Trump Ugh. were sitting together watching the Super Bowl game. So strange. Um, Gosh, it's just so weird. There are so many jokes that could start with that setup. I just can't with the imagining that there are people who want to spend time with Donald <laughs> well, Trump. It, I just it, I don't understand. It was None of those guys really have anything to gain. From them, it's not like you know. There's all the sycophants who all the yes men and whatever else. You know, I get that, right? But what is, what does Urban Meyer need from Donald Trump? Well, it, it was funny because you know I cover Ohio stuff at work. I'm a journalist. Yes, I do. And, well, in case I made it, no. Which by now you're like, all right, <laughs> here on the Ohioan Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, we know you do that. Just calm down. Uh, but no, it was funny because I wanted to write about it. And my boss is like, well, what's the news value? I'm like, kind of the fact of who's at that, you know, Mar-a-Lago, not that it's going to change the world if whoever's there, but it's almost like a strange, wow, that's a strange group. You know, that almost becomes news, not that it matters. Or First anything, annual but... Cheaters Club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Oh, man. How dare you? I mean, they're they're questioning the news value of that, but they're, you know, the, but then there are news organizations that post nothing but uh, red carpet side boob fails. Like, so yes. what, <laughs> what is the news value of we're that? We're not, we're not. Your paper isn't that way. I, right, right. I admit oh, I just, that, but come on. You just gave other stuff that's less news that Trump makes the news. You gave me an image of Trump watching the Super Bowl at side boob. That's ugh. yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my word. I, I, I lost. Yikes. I, I lost control point. My sometimes, sometimes having an imagination really isn't a blessing. It's yeah. just, it's just a curse. Yeah. It, what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, it's ridiculous. Well, let, let's do the very quick, please, overview of this game. I, it felt like three different games. It felt like the Rams played really well. And then, um, unfortunately, Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt. He, yeah. They're claiming he tore his ACL. And if that turns out to be the case, he might be out for next year. I mean, like season ending. Because, you know, ACLs take about a year to recover from. So, and, you know, I've read some reports saying, hey, if he has another ACL, he might say enough. You know, I, I don't know if I want to do this again, if he has to sell, you know, all or most of next year. Especially so, since history has showed that when you come back from an ACL injury, you end up playing for the Browns. Yes. Yeah, he definitely doesn't <laughs> want to do that. Again. He does not want to do that again. Yeah. So I, I got to say that what I liked about the Super Bowl was watching – Matthew Stafford, who has always been treated like a, a good football player, a good quarterback, but almost like a, you know, like your little brother where you're like, oh, you throw really nice. Uh, you're, you're really good. Okay. But now let's talk about real quarterbacks who win Super Bowls. 
because he was stuck on the Lions for so long. And I, I wanted that for this for him. I wanted to see him show that it was it, it, he can't really be defined by the terrible Lions teams that he was on for so many years. That he had it in him to play the big game and to do it well. And so I'm like I, I feel really really good about that. The second thing yeah. I feel good about is OBJ getting off of the Browns, the player that the Browns cannot figure out how to use or to throw to just won the Super Bowl and scored a touchdown in it. And yeah, he blew out his ACL, but uh, nobody else who was who's on the Browns this season just won a Super Bowl ring. That didn't happen <laughs> for anybody else who played nope. on the Browns. Yeah, it was strange because I don't know if the OBJ injury kind of depressed the Rams or something, but you know the Bengals kind of captured momentum after there, um, and yeah. they grabbed the lead. And it was funny; Stafford didn't have a great game. I guess he didn't make the mistakes that would have lost in the game, but it wasn't like a masterful he, performance. Yeah, he but... did make the mistakes, but they found a way to work around the mistakes that were made that long throw right. into the end zone where it was intercepted. That was more or less a punt. Right. You know, but... Like that, that that's just where they were at in the game. So you throw that ball up and just let it be what it is. But right. uh, yeah, well, like uh, but the, he the did mis- what did be, did find a way to come back and make it. What they were capitalizing on early was doubles on Cooper right. cup. That opened up OBJ, and so once OBJ was out, they struggled to really find that number two who was really going to work for him, and then they just gave up on that and said, I'm throwing to Cooper Cup. I don't care if there's 17 people on him. It doesn't matter. He's going to get it, and he did. Right. I guess that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, Stafford made some mistakes, but it wasn't the mistakes that you're like, oh, my goodness, now we can't win. There's no right. way we can. It wasn't um, like he didn't pull a Mayfield or anything. Right, and I'll tell you, too, uh, Burrow – yeah, I don't think Burrow played bad either, but you know, no. Burrow probably had his worst performance of playoffs, just in the sense of, I mean, you think about just it. in the sense that he's only had like four games in the playoffs. <laughs> but, but I guess what I'm saying is, look, you know, the first touchdown came off a halfback option pass. The second touchdown, the one talked about in the second, came off a. Where, yeah, I mean, he was uh, good enough to complete the pass for a touchdown, but you know, T. Higgins got away with a push. I mean, that probably, oh, oh my gosh, push. He yanked him down by the face mask. That is the like, (laughs) that is one of the most egregious no calls ever. And then everybody wanted to crab about the stuff at the very end of the game. Nonsense. You wouldn't even be in the game if you hadn't yanked (laughs) Ramsey down by the face mask. And then we're granted a touchdown for such a maneuver. Yeah, for 58 minutes of play, they didn't throw any flags. And I think they're still throwing flags now. Yeah, yeah. Well, another flag. They just threw another one. <laughs> well, and here's what I'm thinking, too. I hate to be very mean, but, you know, the Bengals, you, no, you haven't don't. been there. You revel in it. Well, you, the Bengals <laughs> haven't been there. They haven't done that. You know, they had a couple Super Bowls in the 80s, which they lost the 49ers. But, you know, Steeler fans should understand this. NFL refereeing is very horrible, crappy, to say the best. So you're going to have games where you don't get the calls, and you need to win games where you don't have to depend upon the calls. You know, you got to win it so good that if the NFL referees make a bad call, you still win the game, and it's all good. You know, yeah. 
Right. Um, I think back you to go Jesse into the James. game knowing you're going to have about 12 BS calls made against you. Right. You have factored that in. <laughs> to well, your style it, of play. <laughs> it was funny. I wasn't working that night, but I was like watching our work conversation. And there were some coworkers who were big Bengals fans. Oh, we got cheated. Oh, we got screwed. Nope. Everyone's no, against didn't. the Bengals. No. And nope. if you look at it, Cooper Cup, I, I mean, hey, uh, very good as a Christian. I didn't realize he was a Christian. Um, good for him. I mean, he capped off an amazing year. I mean, just, yeah, he had 17 games to do it. But, I mean, he it was a triple crown. He led the league in receptions, yards, touchdowns. Amazing year. And if you look at it, that last drive, everyone knew the ball was going to Cooper Cup. I mean, yep. they could have left other guys run on free. And, you know, they were just like, oh, crap, we got to throw it to Cooper Cup. And he caught everything. And the reason why it seemed like there was 100 penalties called in the last drive was the Bengals, they weren't able to stop him. They were like, okay, we got to hold him. We got to try to figure out a way of doing it. Now, was the call... The refs cleaned their glasses there yes. in that last <laughs> drive. They were like, oh, my gosh, there's a Super Bowl in front of me. Wow. Oh. Now, there was... <laughs> The call that, um, you know, gave the I think it was like a third goal for the A, I believe that, yeah, maybe that wasn't a hold. But again, you got to learn how to deal with the calls. You can't just say, "Oh crap, here's a call that maybe shouldn't have gone against us." Went against us. You've got to recover. And the Bengals, I'll give them credit; they're a real nice young team, but they're a young team. You've got been there. You got done that. And believe me, as Steeler fans, we've lived for this. We lived for bad calls and everything. You just got got up and win, and they weren't able to. That's why the Rams were able to win. And I, I think the other big thing, offensive line. Steeler fans understand that offensive lines <laughs> matter. And my what they goodness, needed was Pat Meyer. Yes. <laughs> if the Bengals had Pat Meyer, <laughs> it would have been, been a whole different thing. Yes. Well, it was funny. Um, I got a chance to talk to Anthony Munoz and – uh, Mark Schlereth and you know, Anthony Munoz is very pro Bengals and he's like all oh, those guys you know hopefully can put it together Mark Schlereth hates the Bengals and Mark Schlereth was telling me how horrible the uh, offense of coaches were for giving up nine sacks against the Titans and it'd be interesting to be able to see what Schlereth was saying after this one because um, I think it was like seven sacks that they gave up but six came in like a quarter and a half and holy cow I mean the Rams we're just run, running ramps, rough shot, or whatever you want to say it. Uh, it, it was a, uh, it was rough to say at least. So, Bengals loss. As Steelers fans, we say, "Ha, this is great." Well, hey, Joe, Paul, and I were talking last week. Had a big segment about the Super Bowl halftime shows, mm-hmm. and Paul likes them all. Paul said, "Hey, give me everything. All I'm of them? happy." Yes, <laughs> all that's fifty-five. Not that's, that does not sound like Paul. <laughs> well, no, that I is, mean, that's not sound like was, something was he would all say. Press <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I mean the recent ones. I mean, you know, Paul wasn't you know critical. Paul's okay. Recent ones are good. He's a big Bruno um, Mars fan. Yeah. Well, no, I mean Paul was very talented. Yeah, that guy, that guy can do a halftime show, let me tell you. Paul was very <laughs> complimentary. I, I thought maybe it would be one or two that Paul was like, eh, I'm not sure. But Paul liked him. The one and, artist that Paul wants to see at the halftime show is Maynard Ferguson. That's what we need, a Maynard Ferguson <laughs> halftime show. Uh, he, he wants a big man halftime show. I, I think it's going to be good. Uh, but, 
Yes. Well, this year uh, we had the uh, uh, the hip hop retrospective. I guess. I mean, you had the Dr. Dre. Yeah, you had Dre and Snoop. We were all we were. It was all very West Coast, but it was L.A., so that made sense. Yeah, Kendrick. Who were the other people? Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, Lamar, Mary, uh, Mary J. Blige. Right. And did anybody else not realize how petite, like Pequeno, uh, Kendrick Lamar is? I mean, he was like three inches tall. Yeah, yes. he's, he's we. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's a, his sprightly elf. Well, and the other thing, they always bring in that surprise guest, and we were trying to figure out how it was. It turned out to be um, 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that one of the funniest. Yeah, I thought one of the funniest parts. I don't know if you guys saw this, but you know, he had dancers around him. He was hanging upside down, and he had to do kind of a little flip, you know, so he can land on his feet, do some dancing, everything. For some reason, I don't know if this was planned or not. They took a close-up shot of the dancing, and there was a woman who was dancing, and at the same time, uh, Fifty Cent was trying to do his flip. And he almost kicked her in the face inadvertently. And she was like, oh, <laughs> it was kind of like a funny look uh, because I think she was shocked and she didn't want to, you know, break character. But my goodness, we almost had a disaster. And, you know, it wasn't intentional. It just, you know, he had to get up somehow. And somehow you got to get up with. Sometimes you're hanging like upside down and you got to get down. I mean, yeah, just... it makes it tough. <laughs> you got to get down. That was I... the key. Speaking of getting down, I I am still trying to learn Snoop Dogg's little dance. I've never seen a happier dance in my life. Just that little shuffle thing he had. A little shuffle, just a little bit of shoulders. (laughs) You don't got to move your hips very much. You just got to get them shoulders going get the hands out. Oh, yeah. It helps if you you partake a little bit before the (laughs) halftime show, which by report (laughs) happened. It it was funny. No, it, it brought, what? <laughs> it brought back a ton of memories of, of college. And I'm not a huge mm-hmm. hip-hop fan. I mm-hmm. appreciate hip-hop. I mean, I, so I wasn't horrified by any means. But it was funny because in my freshman hall, um, it was, uh, I think it was The Chronic. I'm not sure which album was Dr. Dre's popular one. Mm-hmm. But I think that came out the same time that Snoop's original album came out. So a lot of those Near songs... To it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I heard just walking down the hall. I mean, <laughs> uh, Jay Walter and Emma Malone were probably oh, yeah. twirling in their graves. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of Dre. Somebody's RA wasn't doing their job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? G- GR and not Guns N' Roses. That was my RA <laughs> freshman year. Oh, boy. <laughs> now I'm in trouble again. Now but you're no. in trouble. Call it out your RA, man. <laughs> yes. Come on. Don't do uh, that. But but no, it was it was I I thought it was good. I gotta admit, I'm a funny duddy. I'm a faith guy, so I kind of like the halftime show because being on broadcast TV, uh, a lot of things were bleeped out, and I'm like, hey, I like the music that's bleeped out. I don't want to hear a hundred f words. But from reports I heard from some contacts in the stadium, obviously it wasn't bleeped out, so you right. got to hear lots of creative words. Um, during the same, but hey, but you didn't hear any creative words that were not already a part of the song from 25 years ago, right? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I, I'm just not. I, I I like my music without the swear words, without every other word being a swear word. So, well, well sure. I, I I thought it was good. I, I didn't really have any problem with it. Did you guys have any issues or any highlights or lowlights of it? <laughs> 
<clears throat> I thought it was good. I mean, I I was glad Snoop didn't have a wardrobe malfunction. That was that was a positive. Um, you never know when why, those could why happen. Are you, why are you just walking around trying to put images in my head? Why? <laughs> why is that a thing tonight? What's the deal? I, I do think uh, I do think fifty cents. I think he's upgraded to a full dollar. I mean, he, no. really? yeah, he's not a young, <laughs> young, fit gentleman anymore. He's nor am I. Yeah, so you know, they had age is a bummer. <laughs> age is a bummer, but yeah, it was still good performances of everything. I thought, I thought, I thought the whole design of everything. I liked the white sets. The the way that the like trail of uh several different structures and the way that they use them uh, going inside of them and using the tops and i thought all of that was really creative and interesting it definitely set itself apart from other super bowls uh yeah. which anything that went back to something that looked like a concert in a stadium after the weekend last year i was happy with that that was a little much for me the weekend I, I hope nobody was confused because it was half a house. People were like, what happened to their house? Nah, nah. It was like <laughs> cut in half. <laughs> and there were cars out there. And I don't yes. remember them really using the cars. They were just there. Yes. I was dope. Um, I really liked the way that the, the different artists utilized their spaces because when it was 50 Cent, they were it was in the club and they were in a club and it just had that <laughs> vibe and they were able to bring the cameras in real tight and it you know, you lived in that it space. It made me very with that song. Right. Like being in a club does. Like it's that's that's, that's a very real anxiety fear that you should have when you're involved in a club. But then the way it transitioned out into the, the visual elements of Kendrick Lamar's performance is he's just on a whole different level in terms of the way he stages things and the, the visual elements that become a major part of the way that he portrays his songs. And that's different from the way that Mary J. Blige works and the different the way Eminem does his thing. Uh, I know there was a little bit of controversy and a little bit of uh, a discussion about uh, Eminem kneeling uh, at one point in the in the performance. So whether or not that was planned, there's a lot of places saying that the NFL had told him not to do that or the network had told him not to do that, but he did it anyway. But then the network's also coming back saying, no, we saw all the rehearsals. We knew what was going to happen, and there wasn't anything that was different from what we saw. So I don't know who to believe on that one, but well, I still think that was an interesting gesture to add to the, yeah. the mix of the, the presentation. Well, and I think... That might be a positive, well, a positive effect of what happened after George Floyd, because you know, looking back at what happened to Colin Kaepernick, mm -hmm. if Eminem did that at Super Bowl four years ago, oh my goodness, it'd be you know, like everyone to have a coronary. Oh, what happened? What happened? I think there were plenty of coronaries still happening about this one. Oh, there was yeah. a lot of outrage from anybody who was so. older than us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about that because. I'm not saying if you hated the Super Bowl halftime show, you're racist, but <laughs> all, uh, okay, you can just leave it at that. That's it, just that, that's, that's not, not saying. I'm not not saying that you're well, a racist. I saw a lot of chatter, but on I'm also media. not saying that you're yes. a racist. But well, you are a racist. I'm not okay. saying it. I, you should just know <laughs> okay, that you well, are a racist. 
Well, some other people said, hey, Ice-T, I, I wish there was a different rapper there. Nobody I was seeing was making that point or saying, hey, you know, they should have did a whole show on the East Coast rappers or anything. I mean, I can understand if you didn't like the Super Bowl. And they probably can and would if they ever hosted it in Philadelphia. Say, right. You know, but, like that would make sense. But what I'm saying is nobody was making the, hey, they had the wrong rappers on there. It should have been different rappers or whatever. Right. It was more of, oh, I just hated the halftime show. Why? Do you call you that know? music? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, <laughs> Like was... it's brand new. That's old music. It is practically, <laughs> by definition, antique music. Well, it is classic <laughs> music. When you can't put your finger to it, you're just like, like I saw someone was like, Man, you can't clap on one and three. We should have had Dolly Parton <laughs> as a halftime show. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here like, okay, you're, you're I'm not arguing telling... that you shouldn't have Dolly Parton on there, right? What I'm saying is, I want Dolly Parton doing a duet with Eminem, that's what I'm saying, right? But what I'm saying there is, when, when or, you... or Kendrick, I want a Kendrick Lamar, Dolly Parton <laughs> version when... of Jolene. That's when what you, I want. When you say you hate it and you can't point your finger other than just a rough, oh, Dolly Parton should have been it. Okay. Examine your hearts. Examine your lives. Not... Yeah. It was kind of rough. Here's the other thing, too. I thought Dr. Dre and Snoop's songs were memorable. It was funny because thinking back when I first heard Dre and Snoop, you're like, man, these are, you know, scary guys and everything. Now when I heard saw Snoop dancing around, I was thinking about Snoop with his comedy sketches of Martha Stewart and Snoop on the celebrity roast. It's a different concept I have of Snoop now than if you I if you haven't know. watched Snoop and Kevin Hart. Yeah, doing the commentary on the Olympics from last year. Right. Oh my gosh. It's, right. It's the best thing <laughs> that ever happened. Like, and they're doing a, doing a couple of other things now too with the two of them. And oh my gosh, they're just hilarious, hilarious every single time. Snoop has changed his persona. I, I mean, uh, yeah. Like when the album first came out, you're like, oh wow, Snoop's a bad guy. You don't want to mess with Snoop. Now you're like, hey, what a co comedian guy. He's dancing funny. He's, <laughs> you know, doing, uh, you know, smoking up. That was uh, funny. That was smooth. Yeah. No, I'm like Chris. Well, you know, uh, Ice Cube is now on Law and Order. You know, yeah. like. Look <laughs> 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 at the, 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 the old school guys have been around way too long. And we've seen behind the veil. There, that was there was a character to what they were doing. Well, you talk about Dolly Parton, and I know the way the the show. I definitely think that she is <laughs> she is hardcore in a way that none of these rappers are. Well, it was set up. <laughs> you just know that she's rolling around uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. She goes into town, and she's well, just rolling in a lowrider, and you know she's busting capping people. Well, I'm know, saying she's protecting her territory. It was hard to have because usually when you have a guest host or a guest appearance, like a ish surprise, usually they come up from off the stage or like the stage opens up. And when you have a house, it's hard to bring somebody in surprise wise. But if it, they did it the old school way, wouldn't that have been fun if you had like 10 minutes of you know hardcore rapping and then you know the 
the ground opens and suddenly, oh, it's Dolly Parton. And like Dolly Parton does a song with Eminem or something. Mm-hmm. I, I thought. Well, Eminem did like explode out of the chimney or whatever yes, happened yes, there. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got confused too when Dr. Dre was first with his big whiteboard. I'm like, what is this? And it turns out to be kind of like a fake soundboard. And I saw yeah. some of the other guys playing around with it as the. Uh, the show went on. It, it was fun. It was interesting. He was producing all of the music that you heard. Well, <laughs> th- and this happens every year. This wasn't just because the Bengals were there. But did you see, I think Clint Harris was a long snapper. Um, he and Evan McPherson apparently missed the Super Bowl halftime pep talk from their coaches. They stayed out there and they watched. I, I, I don't know if Harris ended up staying out there, but definitely Evan McPherson was out there enjoying the show. I mean, I, I guess, what do you say to your kicker? Maybe the kicker didn't have to be, you know, in, in there for halftime, but... Listen, <laughs> kicker, all right. I, we have a new strategy for the second half. What you're going to do is kick the ball through the uprights. <laughs> no, I get that, but... It was crazy. I, yeah, yeah. But how do you ever Bengals feel? Long I mean, snapper, you know? I have a strategy. You're gonna snap the ball <laughs> long, right? But how do the other Bengals feel? I mean, why wouldn't the third string quarterback? The other, stay? the other Bengals didn't know they weren't there. There's no way that they knew they weren't there. No way. Like, right. Hey, where's the kicker? You know, <laughs> where's our? I haven't seen our long snapper in a while. But wouldn't where that be? He? But wouldn't that be upsetting? You know, you're a team. You know, you got to go in that locker room I, together. I give up. I'm not playing the second He's half. The if the long snapper doesn't have to be here for the pep talk, I'm not playing the second half of the Super <laughs> right, Bowl. But it, it's part of a team. I mean, you know. My name's Joe Burrow, and I'm not playing the second half. <laughs> Joe's representing this younger generation who's like, hey, I don't need have time. <laughs> he talk. tweeted about it. He said, I'm yes. not going <laughs> to. Dear Twitter, I'm not playing the second half because the long snapper wasn't in the locker room. But Paul and I are old school. And Blame old- him. Where we say, hey, if you if you got the helmet on your head, you got you got to be there with your guys. You you got to say, he's the kicker. <laughs> he took the helmet off. It wasn't on his head. He was watching the show. But when in my did... brief school stint as a football player, I, I never once noticed if our kicker was in the locker room with us at halftime. Okay, <laughs> never so, crossed my mind. So when Zim's... and at least three games that season, they made it to the away game. The kicker was not on the bus. When Zach Taylor <laughs> wasn't even there. Well, okay, think of this. When Zach Taylor All said, right, let's hey, guys, for our extra point. Wait, where's the kicker? Oh, he's back home. Ah, crap. When Zach Taylor says, we never scored a touchdown, so I don't know if we even had a kicker. <laughs> well, at the end of the half, when Zach Taylor pulls the guys around him and says, All right, T. Higgins, you're going to drag Jalen Ramsey down by his helmet as so he can get free and score a touchdown Here, and give us the lead. Here's what we need to do. <laughs> McPherson's got to be there, you know, to say, all right, T, come on, T. Here's, here's what I want you to do. I know you've been doing all these little maneuvers that could be flagged, but what I'd like you to do is do something so outrageously blatant that they will be stunned and won't throw a flag. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, good gravy. What kind of, <laughs> that's, so, that's so much face mask. You well, buried that man. Why? Okay. How it, yeah, it's fair. I think the refs it took them 58 minutes to recuperate from that Doctor Strange trailer before kickoff. 
Okay. I mean, I, I was still just flabbergasted until the end of the game because of that. Mm. I hate it when Zombie my gas gets, I hate when my gas gets flabbered. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we're yeah. at time. Um any <laughs> other <laughs> Well, we had the what like uh, what were we talked about before? Oh, we No went one knows what we were talking about before. You're the <laughs> one that put this on the Ohio and we gave well, up decorum. <laughs> Yes. Well, we went <laughs> off on Urban Meyer, Donald Trump, side boob, and everything. And yes. <laughs> yeah. We wasted time there. No more thoughts on the Super Bowl because you guys wasted a couple of minutes in the side boob. You have more things to say about, about the Super Bowl? Seconds. Yeah. You have more things to say? Uh, we're done. No, we're, we're done. There's nothing else we should say. We're done. Um, uh, tune in next year for our thoughts. Where is the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl next year? Do we know where Arizona, it is? Arizona. Last Arizona. Oh, so I'm sure that the music will all be from the the the, the musical uh, rich heritage that is that of Arizona. Which <laughs> means the Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl next year. Put your money down. <laughs> yeah, so is the weekend all about Tampa? I think we like, should just decide to hold it in stuff? Cleveland from now on. Yes. We'll never well, have hey, this problem again. Hey, yep. Browns may win. Who knows? No, that's not true. All right. Well, Let's hey, my water. <laughs> thanks for checking us out on the Highland. Um, there's stuff you can do to follow the show. Um, do it. <laughs> do it, and, and good on you. Yes. <laughs> It'll be great. All right. Thanks for checking us out. Have a great one. Uh, bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.